Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kevin Deers here from Metal Shop, Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, Loud and Local, all things KISW. Wanted to do a quick shout out and uh, just mention it's the new year. Happy New Year. Uh, a lot of really cool interviews coming up for 2022. And I'm hoping, uh, fingers crossed, that it will be the return of live Metal Shop in studio as well as Loud and Local. I'll keep you up to date on that. A lot of moving parts to make that happen, but I'm really hoping that does. Uh, and in the meantime, I have a lot of cool interviews lined up. So Happy New Year. And guess what? This interview doesn't sound quite as good as it usually does. It's not always perfect, but this one uh, didn't sound quite as good. Uh, a, a little bit of a technical difficulties. I had to salvage this interview from a different file and, you know, mumbo jumbo. But on the back end of things, had to uh, salvage this. And uh, it sounds sounds as good as it could, okay? So this is with a guitarist from a band called Aeon, Swedish death metal band. Uh, his name is Zeb Nilsson. They put out a record last year on Metal Blade Records, last year being 2021. Kind of weird to say, but uh, I was on Metal Blade Records. It was their first album in nine years. Uh, the record's called God Ends Here. And uh, let's jump into it. My interview with Aeon guitarist Zeb Nilsson here on Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Horns up, mother. So, uh, how's it going? This is uh, this is Metal Shop right now. I'm talking with Zeb from a band called Aeon, and they are uh, they're a sick band that is from Sweden. They have a brand new album out. It's called God Ends Here, out now on Metal Blade Records, uh, and uh, they're they're going to uh, be presenting to you their first album in nine years. It's available now. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to chat with him about a bit about, you know, what what's been going on in his life. So so first off, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. 
Yeah. Uh, how are how are you doing today, man? Uh, how are things over in Sweden? Are are uh, you know are concerts happening? Is is life back to somewhat normal? Yeah, concerts and events are actually coming back right now. Um, and to be honest, uh, we didn't have any any restriction near of what you had. Like, I besides from not being able to go to concerts or play gigs, uh, life has been pretty normal for me compared to like many other people around the world. Okay, so you have you so what concerts have you been able to go to since uh, since you know everyone else hasn't been able were you able to go to concerts when we were all stuck at home or no 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 concerts no no events like that not not concerts or anything like that um <laughs> but you know I've, I've been you know going to work as usual i've been uh, going to the grocery shop and, and uh, i've been you know going to the gym like they, they didn't close yes. the gyms for example so all jacked now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing I noticed in your in your Skype picture is you are quite uh, quite jacked. So, nah, I wouldn't say <laughs> that. You know. <laughs> so so uh, you you just mentioned something. You're going to work. Uh, obviously, you know, in extreme metal, not everyone is you know making millions. I was curious, what's like your career or your day job? Oh yeah. Well, actually, um, I'm into landscaping. Uh, okay. Like for for the uh, whenever there's no snow, you know. But, but as soon as the snow come, I'll, I'll start, you know, working with that, you know, plowing, blowing snow, stuff like that, and make sure uh, people can get to their works, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So, like we all have day jobs. Yeah, that that's the thing, man. Is uh, you know, unless you're on like the high, high, high end level, and I don't even think there's that many bands that are like that in extreme metal. But so, anyways, I wanted to uh, to chat with you about the new album. Um, like I said, it's called God Ends Here. Um, and you know, this is your first album in nine years. What what kind of kept you guys away, or were you guys working on this kind of like your opus, or did you guys have uh, other things you were working on? Personal um, life. We actually we, we did start working on it already back in uh, 2014, uh, but mm -hmm. then you know, uh, like we had some switch of members and uh, we weren't a complete band for a couple of years there. And uh, uh, we actually found a drummer for a while there from Finland, Timo, uh, mm -hmm. and he joined us. And after a while, Daniel got back to the band, which was great. Uh, it really yeah. inspired me to really start going with the writing stuff. Um, and um, well, then COVID hit us all. Yeah. And so, which meant that um, it was kind of hard to work with a Finnish guy because he couldn't get over here to Sweden. So that's when we got in contact with Janne from uh, Dark Funeral. Started mm -hmm. working with him. And uh, we actually hesitated for a while because we didn't want to put out a new album and then, you know, not being able to ever tour, you know, support yeah. the album. Um, uh, but uh, after a while, we felt like, okay, we, we need to put this out now. We need to, you know, if we're too frustrated now. Sure. So we put it out and 
we, we started recording and everything, and I think we timed pretty well because uh, things are looking much better now with the whole virus situation. Yeah, it's it's the soundtrack to the world opening up again. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> so in your opinion, so did you guys record the album during the pandemic? Yeah, we did. What was that process like for you? Uh, was it was it any different than other albums? I'm assu- I'm assuming it must have been a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, it was. Um, we uh, actually we we didn't ever meet up, you know. Uh, yeah. While recording, we we actually we well, we did the demos for it. Uh, we did that before, you know, recording the the real deal. Um, and we were at Daniel's home studio doing that. Um, so. But when we started recording the album, Janne, who recorded the drums, he did it. He has his own studio that he has built, um, you know, because that's what he's doing. Basically, mm-hmm. he's uh, a session drummer besides being the drummer for Dark Funeral. So he he's recording albums every now and then. And so it's it's a, it's a pretty good, you know, solution for him to have his own studio. So yeah. so he he recorded his part there and we recorded the guitars and the bass like in our own studios at home Mm -hmm. and uh, vocals were done in the same studio that we uh, recorded like the last three album um already back to all the way back to rise to dominate uh, path of fire and aeon's black so yeah we also we we did some um, reamps for the guitar there as well we used the tap marcion the same amp we did use for the last album so a little bit different in the sense that you guys couldn't all be together during the whole process but you know some a lot of uh you know familiar territory as far as being in the same studio and everything so yeah yeah awesome well uh so obviously the album is called god ends here and uh i mean that just says it right there very anti-religious views yeah. statement there i'm curious you know and I don't, we don't need to get too deep if you don't want to but i'm i'm curious about you know what when did you become kind of really opposed to religion in your personal life um well first of all um it's basically tommy who write the lyrics so oh, it's all okay. you know pretty much based on him and his beliefs and his lives Okay. And I know he he actually had a lot of encounters with the Jehovah's Witnesses because uh, they had their uh, temple in a building right next to where he grew up. Oh, so okay. yeah, so they couldn't really get along that well, as you might have guessed already. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I am I am not a huge fan of religion in general. No, so but it's uh, also like to me. Lyrics, uh, there are subjects, and I, I have written some of our lyrics th- mm-hmm. through the years. Uh, it's usually what I do. I, I kind of more uh, write like a, a story or something. I did um, for the last album. I did. I, I believe I did two lyrics for two songs, uh, which was "Maze of the Damned" and. Mm-hmm. Um, that was based on the old um, Greek mythology about the Minotaur, if, you, if you're familiar okay. with that. Mm-hmm. And um, the other one was, 
Oh shit, I don't, I don't even remember the name of that song, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty much based off of um, Mel Gibson movie Apocalyptic, or what is, was it called? Oh, Apocalyptic, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was basically written off of that story. Okay. Um, so, so I guess my lyrics are a bit different than Tommy's. Okay, all right. Well, well, good to know. You know, uh, I didn't need. Yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't always assume and lump everyone together as far as the statement. You know, so <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So f- over here in the United States, when we think of Sweden, we, you know, at least me personally, I'll speak for myself. I think of metal. You know, so many of the iconic, you know, Swedish metal bands. Growing up, was was metal like a, a big thing? Was it? Did you grow up in like a like a kind of a a, a spring of just so much metal music around you or was it was it harder to find um like i i remember already being a kid when i first heard um heavy metal uh like i was probably five years old or something five or six Mm -hmm. and i remember walking with my mom and my younger brother and there were some teenagers in a in a nearby park they were uh having their like their huge um huge speakers with the heavy metal um, nice and uh, yeah and i was like wow what is that that, that sounds so cool because mm-hmm. um, i wasn't really a big fan of music except for old classical pieces like sure like, you know th- those more uh minor based uh, more like um like Hall of the Mountain King, for example, and mm-hmm. old Karl Orff, uh, Carmina Burana, stuff like that. Uh, until I heard this heavy metal music, and I, I, at first I didn't realize what it was. And then uh, after a while, you know, I, I found more and more of that, and I, I got um, vinyls and cassettes. So I, I kept listening to it. For, I remember, like, the first album from Wasp, I, I couldn't stop okay. listening to it, really, honestly. I, I was so into it. And then I got older and older and got more into heavier and heavier stuff like thrash metal, Metallica, mm-hmm. of course, and Testament and uh, stuff like that. And then in the early 90s, I guess, I found uh, death metal. Uh, I think probably the first death metal band I heard was Napalm Death. Uh yeah, and uh, first I I couldn't get it, you know, it was just too extreme. Like I, I couldn't stand the vocals, but now I love it. Yeah, I I yeah. So so I I bought I bought an album and I kept listening to it until I really dig dug it, and uh, and then you know I, I found the Swedish style like Dismember and Tomb, mm-hmm. uh, Grave, those old old bands uh and i really got into that and i also got into cannibal corpse dsi morbid yeah of course those bands the american style and that's what i kind of got into the most that i really wanted to play you know so well then it's fitting that you guys you know are, are with metal blade because that's just like the most iconic as far as you know putting out so much of that stuff yeah yeah it was great so uh when did you pick up a guitar and start oh, learning that yeah. yeah that's funny because um i was in eighth grade and i i, I remember um uh, i got to the library at the school that i was going to 
and I, I, I had never really, I, I was, like I said, I, I was into heavy metal since kid, but I never had the, I, I never, like, it never crossed my mind that I could actually play it myself. Yeah. And I, I went to the library at school, and I heard in some nearby room, some other probably kid played um, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Nice. And I was like, I, I could actually see <laughs> in my head, you know, what, what kind of chords did he play? And um, I, it's kind of hard to describe, really, because it, it sounds pretty weird, I guess. But as soon as I got home, <clears throat> I picked up my mom's acoustic and I played what I saw in my head. I, I just played it on the guitar, and that was Paranoid. That's awesome. Yeah. So I it was like intuitive to you, man. It was. It was like you were kind born to play. Yeah, I like to think like that. <laughs> now I get like. I wasn't like, I wasn't able to play English style at first, but you know, for some reason, I just I, I could play some some stuff, you know, and I I was just easy learner, I guess. So your parents were musicians as well. They had instruments around the house. Yeah, they had instruments. They weren't uh, no, they weren't like musicians. Um, I I wouldn't say that no. Okay, but they had some stuff around for at least for you to learn, and and that's that's an yeah. awesome yeah. learning environment, creative at least. So yeah. that's great. So uh, I, I'm curious about. Uh, here's a question that uh, since you know we you, you dropped some names of some of your early favorite death metal bands, um, yeah. you know we we all know the quote unquote big four of American thrash. So you got uh, what you got Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax. In your opinion, and this is just yeah. your opinion. Your favorites, what are your big four death metal bands? And it doesn't have to be oh, American death metal yeah. bands, so big four death metal bands. Yeah. Well, definitely Cannibal Corpse, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, Morbid Angel, Deicide, Suffocation. All right. Nice, dude. I like that. And, and they just all happen to actually be American, so interesting. Yeah, from the East Coast. <laughs> yep, exactly. So... Right on, man. So uh, I'm curious about uh, beside the um, beside you know recording the album and working on that. Was there anything else that you personally did uh, to keep you sane during the pandemic? You mentioned working out. Was that a, uh, a main thing for you? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that was like my therapy. Keeps myself sane, like you said. Is there uh, is there any albums that you know you love, but people might be surprised that, that the guy from Aeon likes? Like, is there anything that's like not metal <laughs> that, you, that you love? Oh, yeah, would that be? Uh, I do listen to a lot of um, like old classic music, and I do listen mm -hmm. to like um, music score for movies as well. Yeah. Which might might not surprise everyone if if you listen to some of the uh, intros that we're having. Uh, that I actually like, I do love strings and choirs and stuff like that, and um, brass stuff like that. Really, if, if you some stuff are amazing, yeah, absolutely. So I, I can pick up on that from listening to some of your intros, like you said, yeah, for sure, yeah. So, uh, it, it, play along with me here. Uh, if you were to suddenly be forced to choose between 
only ever performing live and not being able to record or only being able to record and not play live, which would you choose? Oh, yeah. Like playing live is what I love. That, that, that's the, the best part of being a musician. Uh, but, you know, it's... <sighs> no, that's a, that's a hard... Like, but, you know, create, like write new stuff and record it. It's magic, too. Mm-hmm. So no, no. I'd say I, I I have to go with play live. Okay. Right on. And and hey, you know what? You can jam on stage and create music, and that's your yeah. loophole. Why not? <laughs> and people can record bootlegs. <laughs> exactly. That's your way of getting around it. Is you could just say, "Hey, screw yeah. you. Just create a new song on the yeah. on the fly." So. Yeah, life hack. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, I just have one more question for you. So if you can. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar. Oh, I don't have many of them. I do have one on my hands. Uh, that was actually when I was a teenager. Uh, mm-hmm. A friend of mine, he was uh, waving around with the, one of the butterfly knives. Oh, okay. And I, I was sitting next to him on a couch, and I was explaining something, and I was like... Uh, making gestures with my hands and, and arms. So I, I I put out my arm exactly when he was, you know, waving the oh. butterfly knife. So it actually cut down to the bone. So that's um, one of the scars that I have. It's not big, but it's a scar. Glad you didn't get any, like, nerve damage and you're able to still play guitar. <laughs> no, 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 nothing on that. All right. Well, we I appreciate you taking the time to do the interview. Uh, any final words for Metal Shop and the Northwest? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you haven't picked up our new album, I think you should. If you don't want to buy it, go listen to Spotify. You yes. probably have. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, man, and have a good one, and I'll talk to you later. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, use it. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 